0: regular listeners to this show are well aware that we are still in a pandemic and it remains a public health crisis in this state. We talk about it on an almost daily basis. It's easy to get caught up in the statistics, the numbers, but each one of those numbers is a person and when COVID touches them, it can impact them in very deep ways. If someone is diagnosed or if they're forced to quarantine because of exposure, that can be very disruptive to their livelihoods, their ability to do almost anything, including some of the basic things to sustain life. The Illinois Public Health Association is seeking to address some of these challenges through an initiative called the Pandemic Health Navigator Program. Dr. Tracy Smith oversees this program and joins us live this afternoon. Dr. Smith, welcome to the show and thanks for your time. Thank you very much, Mr. Leach. Well, I want to begin because uh, obviously we have hit uh, an alarming... Well, we lost her. I'm going to see if we can get her back see if we can uh, reinstate uh, contact with her. Don't know what happened there. Uh, So hopefully she'll be right back with us here in in just a moment, Uh, because this is an important discussion here this afternoon uh, in, in as much as we are now at a really serious phase of this pandemic, particularly down in southern Illinois, where they are out of ICU beds for the second straight day. It's been a kind of interesting note, by the way, on uh, Facebook, uh, people are, are really, really working overtime to split hairs on this, to downplay the seriousness of that situation, to say, oh, well, they're just, uh, they, don't, they don't have staff for the bed. That's all it is. Just they have, They have beds. They don't have the staff. If you don't have the staff, you don't have an ICU bed. You cannot put a patient, a critically ill patient in a bed if you don't have the doctors and nurses to tend to them. It's the same thing. And I, I honestly, I guess I assumed people would know that, but apparently they don't. Anyway, I, I hope we have Dr. Tracy Smith back with us now. Doctor, are you there? You
1: sure do. I apologize. For some reason, my phone just... So <laughs> wonderful technology in life, right? Of course.
0: And- it, well, it's just one of the many challenges we're facing these days. But again, thank you for being here with us. Dr. Tracy Smith with the Illinois Public Health Association, the Pandemic Health Navigator Program. And uh, doctor, we, we were talking uh, before we reconnected with you about the fact that the pandemic has hit uh, a new and particularly troublesome phase, especially in Southern Illinois, where they are, are down to zero ICU beds. So not only do you have you know people wrestling with COVID, but people maybe with other serious health conditions. Uh, who can't get the uh, critical care that they need because there's just simply no no beds available there. Uh, before we get into the Navigator program, what can you tell us about the situation down there, and, and is it improving? Uh, are, are resources on the way? What's happening?
1: So, you know, with any situation like this, once that um, there's been a lot of discussions going on about how to get the resources to those communities that are in need, IDPH. Um, is, is working on that, and I all of the associations, all of the public health departments, all of the public health systems are strategically looking at how to get the, the, the materials needed that are there for that, that area. So there is you know, a huge influx of services that are being planned and that are being done in relationship to, to helping individuals in those
0: communities. Well, this just adds to the challenges that public health uh, professionals around the state have been seeing because of the pandemic. And as we noted, when someone gets a diagnosis or has to go into quarantine because of exposure, uh, that, that's a big disruption on their lives. From, from your perspective, what led to the creation of the Pandemic Health Navigator Program and what sorts of challenges are you seeking to address through it?
1: So, the Pandemic Health Navigator Program was created by the Illinois Department of Public Health, funded through it, um, to really help meet the unique needs that come from a situation like we're in with COVID-19. You know, quarantining and isolating just results in a lack of resources, whether that be income, lack of ability to get food, lack of ability to have child care services done. Just, you know, it, it, it's, a new, it's a new world for us in some ways, Right. And so the Elder Department of Public Health recognized that early on and put funding towards helping um, with this program, to start this program. And so we're really excited about it because it really gets resources and support to those individuals who are quarantined and isolated due to COVID-19 so that they can concentrate on getting well and taking care of their loved ones versus worrying about the day-to-day activities that they need to be able to survive.
0: So, so how does this play out when someone is in quarantine, they can't go to work, they may not be able to go out and get groceries, things like that. How does this program mobilize to help somebody in that situation?
1: So it all starts with the contact tracing that's occurring by our public health department. And once a person is identified as being a close contact or positive for COVID, so therefore they're in a quarantine or isolated When they're talking to their contact tracers who are reaching out to them to check on them routinely, um, those contact tracers are asking about their needs. You know, do you need um, needs for Clorox wipes to wipe down and disinfect with, hand sanitizers, um, you know, uh, thermometers to watch your temperature? Do you need food? What kind of services do you need? And when individuals report back to those contact tracers these needs, an automatic referral process comes through to our community-based organizations, but we can respond. We can reach out, call those individuals, see what they need, and then pick it up and deliver it to their door. Our them to get in connection with someone that else can help that. So how our program is set up is we subcontracted with over 80 community-based organizations and federally qualified health care centers across the state, and then trained up over 500 individuals who we call Pandemic Health Navigators that when they get the call for a client like this, a person who's ill or needs these services, they can respond really quickly. They know how to respond in a way that allows them to understand what resources are out there in the community, how to connect with the clients and really help them in a way that's trusting um, and builds a good relationship for a community. So the process really starts with that, that diagnosis and that um, referral to that you know, order from the health department to stay quarantined or isolated.
0: You know, I, I've been fortunate through all of this. Uh, the pandemic hasn't touched me as closely as it has some people. I've never uh, had a contact tracer reach out to me to let me know that uh, somebody I know was uh, exposed to it. Uh, and I, I, I know there are people who you know learn this, maybe not even through a, a contact tracer. If uh, if someone uh, has to isolate, if uh, a relative becomes sick and tests positive for COVID, uh, and they know they've been exposed, uh, do they have to wait for somebody? To- to reach out to them? Can they reach out themselves for help and assistance if, if they're in a position where they need that?
1: Oh yeah, they can reach out for assistance on their own and the way to find that out is to go to helpguidethrive.org and in that site you can click on the community that you live on, you live in and it will give you the name of community-based organizations or federally qualified health care centers in your area that you can call and ask for this type of assistance. So again, that um, that email address, that um, site address is Help Guide Guide Thrive Thrive dot org, and information is readily available there to help them get connected to someone in their area that can help them with these needs.
0: Help Guide Thrive dot org. This program began uh, when exactly, and and how uh, how has it gone so far? What sort of reach have you had with it?
1: So initial funding um, came through to us late last year, and we were able to get up and started with our program early in the spring. Um, Since that March period of time where we were able to get individuals trained, hired, and placed out in the communities, we've served almost 14,000 requests for services from individuals who are isolated or quarantined.
0: Again, we're talking about – I'm sorry. We've
1: We've been very happy with that response. We know there are more individuals out there than are, than are being re, re, um, referred to us. So, again, I really encourage individuals, if you're in that isolation or quarantine space, you can talk to the contact tracers, or if you're not involved with the contact tracer, you can reach out directly to us through that that website.
0: Again, we're talking with Dr. Tracy Smith of the Illinois Public Health Association about this Pandemic Health Navigator Program. And In addition to uh, making sure that people who are in isolation because of the pandemic have access to the resources that they need, you've also taken on this challenge of trying to overcome vaccine hesitancy and to to try to get some of these uh, lagging vaccination rates up in, in areas of the state where they have been uh, uh, falling behind. Uh, tell me what that effort entails and, and how do you feel it's going so far?
1: So what we've really done with that effort is we have really worked with my Department of Public Health to put together profiles of communities that tell us who's vaccinated and what, in what census is track and what zip codes. what does that look like? Um, for instance, I know where, for example, if I look at my youth, I know where my my lowest rate of immunization levels are for my use in, in certain zip codes, right? So we are first trying to make sure we can get to the data and that that data is accurate and so we know what vaccination rates are. Once we know what the vaccination rates are, then we can look at who, who's not vaccinated, who's struggling with that um, that next step of vaccination. And so once we know the demographics of who may not be vaccinated, we bring in individuals from those communities, from those demographics to tell us why, what's going on, how can we help with this, and try to really create individualized approaches, whether that's community outreach, whether that's door-to-door, whether that's near educational brochures, whether that's videos, whether that's Twitter feeds, whether that's, you know, all those different types of social media directions. We're really trying to see how do we reach those who, who have questions about the information the most. Also, our pandemic health navigators have a lot of training to be able to answer questions that individuals may have around the vaccinations. So, again, they can call those pandemic health navigators, and they can help them work through so they can make an informed decision about whether to get vaccinated or not. Um, so, you know, we're really trying to hit this from multi-directions. Multi ways and and very creative ways, Um, you know, using different types of videos and social media. I'm not a social media guru by any chance, but I have some wonderful people on staff that we've brought on and consultants to help us really look at this in a different perspective because we know that we need to reach different ages with different messages
0: does this data give you any insight as to uh, what groups are are most likely to need this kind of intervention to be resisting the vaccine is it socioeconomic is it based on politics geography what are the factors here that to have some parts of the state falling behind in this vaccination effort it's,
1: it's so multivariate um and the reasons for it you know we do see a significant number of under twenty not vaccinated, and you know part of that may be you know the vaccination is relatively new for them. Um, we also know that just being able to reach them in the ways that we, you know, our common ways that we've always used for years to reach folks, it doesn't fit into this current um, messaging model that folks like. So really having to be creative with the messaging that comes to our under twenty year olds. Um, it, it could be political for some places. It could be um, religious. It, you know, over the years, there have been this, the individuals who struggle with vaccinations for multiple reasons with different vaccinations. So this is nothing new for us to um, experience some um, concern about vaccinations.
0: It is uh, a larger scale of looking at this,
1: you know, we're
0: we're in the midst of this fight. It's not over yet. Uh, it is all hands on deck and the Illinois Public Health Association seeking to assist people, not only in the vaccination effort, but again, just to help with some of the basics of life for people whose lives have been turned upside down because of COVID. Dr. Tracy Smith with the Illinois Public Health Association. Give us that web address one more time for people who need assistance through the Pandemic Health Navigator Program. Help
1: guide. Thrive.org.
0: Help guide thrive.org. Doctor Tracy Smith, Illinois Public Health Association, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. We appreciate it.
1: Thank you very much.